Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, we have nine minutes with our next guest. And maybe it's because I grew up, uh, Guy Lafleur was my idol, and I love Larry Robinson, especially after he took apart Dave Schultz, or maybe it's because Brendan Gallagher plays for the Montreal Canadiens, but I always keep my eye on the Habs, and uh, I don't think anybody saw this at the start of the year, or maybe they did. Today, the Montreal Canadiens fired Claude Julien. This after the Montreal Canadiens started the year 4-0-2. Uh, They've dropped uh, five of their last six games. Joining us, one of the most plugged-in uh, men in uh, La Belle Provence for the last uh, decade plus, we welcome back to the show with the Athletic out of Montreal, Marc-Antoine Godin. Marc, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Bob? Good. What happened here? Well, listen, the uh, the Canadians, they, they expected at the beginning of the season that there might be um, growing pains with so many new faces on that team. But they started off like they, they, they stormed out of the gate. Everything w- was great. But the, th- this team has been struggling. You know, they, they missed the playoffs uh, a few, <laughs> few years in a row now. And, uh, t- and I think that the, the, the play in the bubble uh, was really, uh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it necessarily a mirage, but it gave certainly a great deal of hope to the general manager, Mark Bergevin, who made a ton of new acquisitions. And he thought, yeah, I'm giving you, Claude, the best roster you've had as a head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. I understand that you're going to go through an adjustment period, but this team needs to win. But it's the opposite that we saw. They started off strong, and now they started uh, sliding. And this is a team that had, you know, two uh, two uh, stretches of eight games winless uh, last year. Uh, I think that uh, Mark Bergevin wanted to make sure that the same thing would not happen this year. Mark, uh, for the course of the last decade plus, uh, Jack Michaels, we now have two uh, radio play-by-play voices that work with me, but Jack Michaels and myself have been duking it out, Marc-Andre Fleury versus Carey Price. It ain't close this year. Fleury might be the best goaltender in the NHL. Carey Price is being outplayed by Jake Allen. Uh, how much of this is just the fact that Price is sitting with a sub-900 save percentage? Well, there, there's no, there's no doubt that Prices, uh, prices, uh, performances are affecting the team. But at, at the same time, when you look, you know, the, the last few games, the last few starts, he gave up some really bad goals, and that was really apparent last uh, last night against the Ottawa Senators. But for the most part, I mean, he got this, uh, he got this record, that save percentage, and all that. 
because of a uh, defensive structure that was uh, that was uh, defective in front of him. Uh, a lot of bad bounces. It was not necessarily that he was uh, he was doing some poor goaltending. I mean, he made some some great saves night after night. But the issue is, you know, you make there's always that extra save that you're looking for, and that's what he was not providing them. And now all of a sudden, what you see sneaking in. Is is those bad goals that start uh, you know creeping even more as performances? And last night, I mean, the team struggled hard to you know to stay in that game. They even took the lead uh, in the third period, and, and Price really gave the softy to uh, to Brady Kachuk. Uh, so so that 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 was that that was tough. But you're right when you say that Jake Allen has outplayed him so far this season. I don't know if uh, if Dominique Ducharme, who's replacing Claude Julien, will uh, change the way that uh, they split the duties between. Between the two goaltenders. From the Athletic in Montreal, Marc Antoine Godin, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. You mentioned Dominic Ducharme. This guy has been sort of the rising star, kind of like how maybe Guy Boucher was about 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. Certainly, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, reporters such as yourself have been telling me about him for a while. I know uh, Andre Brin, who worked for Hockey Canada, is a big fan of his as well. He worked for the Oilers the last four years. This doesn't have to be an interim thing, does it? I mean, I'm just uh, somebody just sent me the uh, the uh, the book on who the next full time head coach is, and a lot of people have Ducharme in the one or two hole. Uh, is it an entire possibility that he is not the short term solution, but Ducharme could very well be the long term solution? Oh well, uh, absolutely. I mean, the day that they uh, that they the day that they brought him in, I think that they had. Not necessarily a, a heir apparent, but certainly a possible successor in Claude Julien. So uh, he was, I mean, it, he was not necessarily waiting in the wings because, you know, Dominique has been an assistant coach throughout his, his, his coaching career. So it was not, he was not just a head coach in waiting. But the Canadians, I think, saw enough in him as saying, well, if we give him a taste of, of the NHL as an assistant and he gets comfortable in that group, we, we could see him as a candidate. But what's interesting, so he, right now he's on an interim basis. We'll know very shortly if it's just for a few games until they, they find their, their, their real guy or if it's until the, 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 the end of the season, which I think is more likely. But the, the fact that they keep him as an interim, I think it, it enables the Canadians to remain keep their options open because for the first time, uh, I'm sure, Bob, that you're well aware of the, the issue with the, uh, uh, the French language component uh, when it yes. comes to the head coach of the Canadians. But for the first time in, in, in forever, they've got a great pool of potential coaches. They don't have to recycle their old coaches anymore. That new generation of Quebec coaches that has come in uh, is providing the Canadians with uh, at least half a dozen of, uh, of, of quality uh candidates there did that did that issue uh and look and look it's the, the the province has a set of rules we're not going to get into a political debate here you and me have had a we, we've had a chuckle on it in the past because we can look at things from marginally different perspectives not from far yeah. far left and far right perspectives on it i get it i mean it is uh it's the language of choice in that province did that preclude a guy like uh, kirk muller being an option on an interim basis well, you know what? I thought that Kirk was was the the number one candidate to be the interim guy uh, if Claude Julien was to uh, you know was to get fired during the season. The problem with Kirk Muller is uh, not only is he at the end, uh, the, uh, he's got he's at the the last year of his contract, but he was responsible for the last few years of the power play, and yeah. the the power play in Montreal has been abysmal. The last 
11 games, uh, the power play works at a 6.9% rate. And the last two seasons before, uh, it, it was only marginally better. So uh, I think that the Canadians were looking for, for Kurt Muller, provided with guys like Tyler Toffoli and, and Josh Anderson coming in the fold. They were looking at him to really uh, find new ideas and, and, and bring that power play come to life. But uh, it hasn't been the case. So I think that if the power play had, had worked better, Uh, Mueller would probably have been, uh, you know, identified, uh, maybe not a long-term successor, but for the interim job until the end of the season, uh, more possibly uh, the, the candidate of, of choice. All right. Let me ask you two more questions here. Are we having this conversation if that goal counts last night for Gallagher? Because I thought it should have counted. And, yeah, I'm a little biased, right? I, I like the player. <laughs> uh, you know, the fam the family's a legendary family out of Edmonton Southeast side. He's, look, he's the type of player... They even like him in Boston don't you know I know they hate him at times but deep down inside they like him and uh, I, I don't know how like there was a goal scored by Kachuk in the last week that counted against the Oilers and I'm watching this one that didn't count last night I'm going how does that not that's the same play like were you a little bit surprised you know covering that game that that's not a goal I was I was, but uh, it's uh, after the game. Gallagher complained about the, the the lack of consistency from the NHL, and I think that he, he's spot on because he said, "Listen, we've got we're being given a set of rules. We're being we're watching video prior to the season that explains us clearly what's a goal and what's not." I have an I, uh, I have an example that pops up in my head right now as to ex the exact same play that we just lived, and that other play was a goal, and this time around it's not. Why is that? So it's that lack of consistency that uh, that's been really frustrating that being said i mean the canadians were lucky to get out of that game with with a point uh, let alone if, if that goal had counted it might have masked the fact that they were not the better team on the ice against the senators but to your point i mean it's it's baffling that from one video revision one video review to another uh we don't we don't seem to to have the same set of uh, of rules and criteria Final question for you, Mark. Uh, Quebec's 8.4 million people. The Canadians, of all the teams in the NHL, they get it the worst when it comes to revenue sharing. Their TV deal is fantastic. They've got huge numbers. Did money play a factor in the ability of Mark Bergevin to make this move? Could there be some other organizations that are a little bit more hamstrung that maybe couldn't afford just to dismiss a $5 million a year coach at this time? Well, the Canadians had so much invested into this season. Mark Bergevin had said, not only do we want to make the playoffs, we want to make damages in the playoffs. That He puts a lot of stock into the, this season. So I think that that trumps any other criteria as long as as Jeff Molson is on board with it. You, you mentioned the fact that, yes, that's true, that the Canadians have more financial uh, flexibility than other teams, uh, that, although they've been, hard, they've been hit hard as an organization, not only on the hockey level, but that the entertainment uh, business, too, uh, for the last year. But let's not forget that for now, I mean, unless there is a, a new head coach that appears out of the blue uh, in two weeks, Dominic Cham remains an internal candidate, so it's not like somebody new that's added to the payroll. So it's just a matter of of paying Claude Julien this year and next year, and Kirk Muller for the remainder of the season. That's a lot of money, but uh, the, the, this team desperately needs wins. 
when the Canadians came out west, they I mean, they skunked the Oilers in those two games. They beat them 5-1, yeah. 3-1. It was yeah. not close. I, if you had told me, uh, you know, six weeks later that this would have occurred, I, I would have said not a chance. It's uh, <laughs> interesting times. We'll, we'll talk again, Mark. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. Take care. You bet that is Mark Antoine Godin from The Athletic out of Montreal. Does great work. Uh, he's worked a long time in that market, and uh, The Athletic and James Myrtle and the group were very intelligent to bring him aboard. do want to mention to you, here on Oilers Now, you can tune in all day at the 6.30 Ched uh, hashtag Heart Pledge Day for the University Hospital Foundation. Listen live until 6 p.m. tonight to hear local healthcare heroes and patients share their personal stories. You can donate at heartpledgeday.ca or call 780-900-1047. We are going to take a quick time out. We're going to get to NHL. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Well, today we're going to hear a comment from Dominic Cahoon. We're going to get to some of your texts as well. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Obviously, it feels great, uh, but, but we have a, such a good team. Uh, everyone can play everywhere, you know, so it doesn't matter where you play, but uh, obviously I'm, uh, I'm happy I'm back there. And Yeah, the goals. Uh, we were actually talking with Leon and Yamo um, that, that we can step up our game a little bit. Uh, we have to be more confident, and I think we showed that today. We, we had a good game. That is Dominic Cahoon. He had two goals last night. Kyler Yamamoto was involved sort of hunting pucks and chasing pucks. On the second one, got a stick in on Thatcher Demko. Drysaddle was just dealing. That's all there was to say. it. And, I'm, I mean, look, he's missed... He's missed practices. He's missed morning skates. That's atypical for him. He's a guy that, so he's obviously dealing with something. Uh, but still, how about the setup, the change, the alteration that the Edmonton Oilers made on the power play in the third period? They've gone with the, uh, Tyson Berry right shot power play as a defenseman. They switched it up. They put Nurse out there and, uh, I think it was five, what, five puck touches in a span of four seconds. Kevin Carius pointed that out last night on Twitter. Just bing, 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 boom. And it was in the net. It was, absolute beauty they just crossed them up and it's funny because oscar Clav- the team had the best power play last year in basically the last 40 years in the nhl okay and cleft bomb i don't think anybody really thinks of him as an ace on the power play but he's like a really good point guard that knows where to distribute the ball and uh some would say well when you got uh, nugent hopkins and mcdavid in the one-three-one formations on the hashes, and then dry settle is the middle bumper. You can make some plays. I was a 
gorgeous power play goal last night for Edmonton. As promised, we're going to go into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Company branded apparel, products, and awards all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Big part of the show back in the 630 Chad Studios. And here is Brendan Escott. All seven scheduled games are a go tonight. Uh, the lone North Division action taking place out in Toronto. The Maple Leafs hosting the Flames. That's a 5 p.m. puck drop. Ched time. Uh, Myers, as we just heard, in a tough month of February, Claude Julien, Kirk Muller, both relieved of coaching duties out in Montreal. Dominic Ducharme, one time a Canadian World Junior head coach, uh, will move from assistant coach to uh, interim bench boss. Frank Zaravalli uh, also pointing out on Twitter, they just went from the sixth oldest coaching staff in the league or the coach excuse me head coach in the league to the sixth youngest uh, Montreal losing eight uh, six of eight after a hot start there Anton Roussel fined $5,000 the max allowable by the CBA for that roughing incident on Yessa Poyarvi last night he did get two minutes on the play that drew blood uh, San Jose Sharks canceling practice today without really revealing any more details as to why uh, their farm team San Jose Barracuda welcoming in the Bakersfield Condors to town tomorrow night for Baco's lone game this week. Uh, They're looking for their third win this year. Excuse me. And then Friday, it is the start of the uh, WHL season. The Oil Kings welcoming the Lethbridge Hurricanes to the downtown community arena. It's the front half of a home-and-home series. Uh, We will tell you that we'll have Oil Kings general manager Kurt Hill on the show on Friday. Uh, John Shannon, uh, we moved... uh, Actually, he moved himself off today's show uh, to attend to a, a matter, but he will be joining us on Friday as well. So, too, will Mark Spector and Elliot Friedman tomorrow. Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network, along with Louis DeBrusque and Edmonton sporting icon George LaRock in the next hour of the show. Mike Babcock, the new head coach of the University of Saskatchewan Huskies, as well as David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Now, I asked you... How are the Oilers getting it done here during the 10-2 and two run here? What's going on? Let's bang off some texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 1252 in Edmonton. Jeff in Red Deer says, Bob, the Oilers are winning because their bottom six is not a negative, and they hedge their bets on Connor and Leon, and turns out that works about 80% of the time. Again, you can text us at any time at 780 780- Nine six zero zero six three. Shane says, Bob, what was with uh, Antoine Roussel suckering Poliarvi and will he be held accountable uh, from an oiler other than Ryan Nugent Hopkins? I'm glad, says Shane, that JP uh, still played his game after that. I don't know how that's not a double minor. I mean, you, <laughs> Matthew Kachuk knew it was coming from Zach Cassian the first time in 1718, and you know that's when he turtled. And Cassian got a double minor for roughing. Like, you punch a guy in the face, it's a double minor, and then you get fined. That's kind of how it works. In terms of retribution, last night wasn't the night to do it because Edmonton was chasing the game at that time. Um, You know, these things often get solved over time. Uh, The Oilers don't have Zach Cassian in uh, the lineup, and that's perhaps a guy that can do that. Last year, we should mention that Darnell picked apart uh, Antoine Roussel quite decisively. Roussel has found a way to stay in a league a long time. He plays on the edge. 
if he's on your team, you like him most of the time. I know he was getting hammered last night by Vancouver fans for that sequence of plays. Uh, if you're on the opposition te- uh, team, he's probably not one of your favorite guys from around the league. Oilers GM says, Bob, the Oilers are for real. I can't wait for the day that we take out the Leafs in the North Finals, and that'll shut all the Eastern media up. Wow, Oilers GM. We've been real for two years now. The Chicago series was an anomaly. We're on the cusp of something special. Get ready for the ride and enjoy it. I would say right now Edmonton is probably an 8-16 through team. Now, we should remember that in 16-17, they finished with 103 points. Uh, they were 8th in the league in goals for, 8th in the league in goals against. Okay, They were a pretty good team that year. Cam Talbot was terrific. He's, he played a lot. They did not build upon that. Uh, there were some decisions made over a couple seasons where they traded away a lot of skill in their top six and got a little bit uh, heavy. Uh, I think, in, and in fairness, the guy that made some of those decisions is part of the reason why today Edmonton has a chance to be a pretty good team in the next couple of years. Because some of the defensemen that the Oilers, and that's the biggest difference to me, is the homegrown defense that the Oilers have is going to change the complexion of things. Again, uh, 7804960063. Uh, Bob, I read today LA, or sorry, Vegas is getting fans on March the 1st. When do we have a chance to go to a game? Is that, uh, Brendan, did you just say that? I'm sorry. Um, if you, if you mentioned that, uh, we, we'll see, uh, in terms of, you know, it's a provincial jurisdiction. I haven't looked at the – maybe I can get the chiseler out of Vegas to text me uh, on the Ashley Five Floors text line, but I, I know that they've had way more cases, a way higher death rate, all those sort of things in uh, Clark County than we've had here in northern Alberta. And it's, it's you know, devastating what's happened with COVID-19. By the way, just so you're aware, we're close to about 10,000 active cases in Edmonton back in the middle. Of, this is in the Edmonton Health Zone, uh, back in the middle of December, in around that time, sometime between December 8th and December 15th, 10,000 active cases currently, as of yesterday, below 1,000 active cases. So there's some uh, update uh, for you. Hi, Bob. How about this if Ryan Nugent Hopkins won't sign? Nugent Hopkins and Turris for Josh Anderson. Montreal needs centers, and I think they can pay Nuge whatever he wants. Um, I love Josh Anderson. Let's just see how things play out here with Nugent Hopkins. I know that Ryan Rashog has reported there's a fit there. Elliot Friedman saying that's his belief that uh, Nugent Hopkins desires to remain in Edmonton. Let's, let's just see if that ultimately comes to uh fruition. Another texter says, Bob, if the Oilers are playing this well in an empty arena, I can't wait to see how good the boys will play when the arena is packed full of energetic cheering. I know one player that I believe that will play better when he comes back, and that's Zach Cassian. He's a guy, to me, that, uh, and hey, he's helped whip up the crowd, too. Think of those of you listening right now that were at Game 2 against San Jose in 2017. Cassian might have been the best player on the ice, him and Cam Talbot, in Game 2 and Game 3 of that series against San Jose. And uh, I'll tell you, from a broadcaster's perspective, we miss the fans. They're a massive part of this thing. Seven eight zero four nine six. You're a massive part of this thing. Can't wait for the three game matchup between the Leafs and the Oilers to see how the two teams compare. Right now, says another texter. Uh, Marcus says, Bob, given the size of Winnipeg, Montreal, and Calgary, I hope we add a little bit of size for the playoffs. What do you think from Marcus? 
Um, there's different ways to win. Not sure it's always been the modus operandi of the general manager. Think about how Detroit played when they were really good competitively. Quick, fast, tempo, puck support, all those sort of things. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Bob, can we talk about trading Oscar Clefbaum when he's healthy? Is that too early? Let's just uh, find a way to get Oscar Clefbaum healthy. Let's see what happens here. Uh, Corian Spruce says, hi, guys. The leadership on the Oilers is finally catching up to the talent. There's three, it's, it's been three guys with some support guys, but it's McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nurse. These guys have been pretty good this year. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to go uh, back into a feature here at this time. I just have to uh, pull up this baby for you. Is we go into the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you daily by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, huge Oilers fan, like Jim Brown. And uh, Trent was... Uh, a fantastic football player back in the days, many of you know, for the double uh, E football team, two-time CFL All-Star, 93 Great Cup champion, arguably the best uh, Golden Bear football player of all time. Here's Brandon Escott. Okay, Bear and Lagason remaining day-to-day for the Oilers. Cassie and Cuckoo on the long-term injured reserve. We know Clefbaum's out for the year. Uh, Bruins defenseman Jeremy Lozon broke his left hand. He'll be reevaluated in four weeks. Both Jacob Markstrom and Freddie Anderson are questionable uh, for Calgary and Toronto. I guess. Um, you know what? No, Riddick was in the starters night. Uh, starters net at morning skate, so there's a pretty good indication there. Markstrom's got uh, an upper body issue. Michael Hutchinson will uh, start again for Toronto. Other than that, Flyers captain Claude Giroux uh, set to return from a lengthy spell on the COVID list. Kept him along with many others out of that game at Lake Tahoe. When we come back at 105, Mike Babcock, the new head coach of the Saskatchewan Huskies, off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.